Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promoting for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. It's the Kia Summer Sticker Sales Event. So give your friends something to look at. Like a B&B with an ocean view. An endless field of wildflowers. Or a sunset that needs no filter. Make this a summer to share and save with a capable Kia SUV or powerful sedan. See your local Kia dealer or visit Kia.com to learn more. Kia, movement that inspires. Call 800 334 Kia for details. Always drive safely. Sale applies to purchase of specially tagged 2024 vehicles only. Quantities are limited. Must take delivery by 7824. Hello and welcome to part two of this week's Clash of the Titles, the podcast that pits two movies with lots in common in a fight to the death to see which one comes out victorious. We spent Monday's episode with a murder of hit people trying to murder in smoking aces, which means today, all aboard, it's time to head to Tokyo for a train journey that, despite being chock full of assassins, is still preferable to most UK rail services and definitely cheaper. From 2022, let's get on the bullet train. Politics. Hi. There's a gun on it's the quiet car. Can't use your small inside voice in here, son. There's a gun. Talk to me. I am ready. You are getting the new and improved me. So which film in this week's Assassin's Assemble Clash will be victorious? We'll have a winner at the end of the show. So let's get it on. Welcome to Clash of the Titles. The Hello, Clash Potters. Have the courage to listen. I'm Alex Zane. I'm Vicky Crumpton. And it is still just the two of us. For the final time, Chris is back next week, but right now is still in his spiritual home of Austin. He might not be having as good a time as he was have last week. Because you're there. I'm there. <laughs> I've gone. I've gone to ruin his fun. Uh, but fear not, Tilly Tykes. Like I said, your high priest will return next week. So, uh, like I said, welcome to part two of Smoking Aces versus Bullet Train. As you well know, at the end of the show, we have the verdict where we will declare which is definitively the better film. Let's get into this. No review today. No review. After I read a bad one yeah. last week, which is taken four stars. It's not bad. It's still four stars. Don't focus on the negative there. Okay. Thanks. You always do that. Woosa. <laughs> Woosa. So on Monday, V was saying casino, no, no to smoking aces, which means today I'm going off the rails with bullet train. Oh, let me take you on a journey. Ladybug is apparently plagued by bad luck. He won't stop banging on about it. Confusing, then, that he repeatedly is the recipient of good luck, like when the knife bounces off a briefcase into the wolf's chest or the hornet syringe goes into his arm but fails to inject him, or in a struggle, a gun goes off, killing Tangerine but missing him. But does that change his outlook? No. He just keeps mumbling about his bad luck and some mindfulness crap he's memorised. <laughs> He'd be the worst person to be stuck on a train with. So pity the poor assassins who find themselves trapped on that train. Perhaps realising that the lead in this film is at best not very interesting and at worst an insufferable bore, the filmmakers desperately added a scene in the edit charting the day of a water bottle. That's right, the real hero of this film is a plastic bottle of Fiji water. 
the end. Clash photos for your consideration. Bullet Train, a film literally sponsored by Fiji Water. Is that true? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't know why I'm what my grandmother. Of course it's true. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, it could be any water bottle. No. It's, it's Fiji. Oh, okay. Very nice water. Really? I've been in rooms where uh, people in the public eye have specifically asked for Fiji water. Really? It is. If you're trying to impress your stars in a movie, it's Fiji water that is on the table. In This is in LA. I don't know if you get it here. Do you get it here? I've never seen it. No, uh, but in LA, Fiji water is the... Really? The chef's kiss. The chef's kiss of fucking tap water. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that was the the Sani, the Nasi, with a Coca-Cola one. Um, It's a Coca-Cola water that they sell in bottles... But it's just regular water. Of course. It's not actually mineral water. No, it's just spring, um, spring water is tap water, isn't it? Yeah, it can't be sold here because it, can, it contains something that the UK Health Board uh, believe is carcinogenic. Cool. Enjoy that, America. <laughs> Bloody hell. Uh, so, histories with this movie, V. This is my first watch. Uh, I was tempted, like, I wanted to watch this. Like, I wanted to watch Smoking Aces. I thought it would be kind of mind-numbingly pleasant, basically. So yeah, and I was we, right. Shall we say this now? I mean, I'm, I'm going to keep the jeopardy going. <sighs> Just so surprised that both both these movies on paper, you know me. Yeah, yeah, I know. I'm a simple man. We simple take. You like shit like this. I love shit like this. You love it. Both of these. The premise of both of these movies is like, oh, this is going to be one hell of a double. I walked away confused by yeah. both these movies in the sense that. You have to work hard to make me not like a movie about a bunch of assassins in one place. <laughs> and both of these movies I struggled with more than I thought. Yes. It I keeps it too. a fair fight. Yeah. But fucking hell. I know. What the fuck is going on? Uh, this is, uh, so uh, I'll tell you my bullet train story. I watched it twice in quick succession after it arrived on Home Entertainment the first time because I'd seen the trailer, knew the premise and was convinced it was exactly the kind of movie that I'd love. The second was about a week later to try and understand why I didn't love this movie as much as I thought I should. <laughs> the third was this week. Okay. So that is... What a level of commitment. Ugh, I, I'm going to watch it again as well. I fail to why? understand why I don't love this movie. Like, Sometimes it just doesn't work, man. You don't just keep... It's not on you. Tell me about it. Why well, you are victim blaming yourself. I, it, it is me. It's not the movie. I'm missing something. I, you're and not. I will repeatedly watch this movie until I love it. That says a lot about our egos, which I always like to... You know, I'm like, oh, your ego's out of control and I'm so humble. But it's like, I'm like, this is your fault, film. Not can possibly be me that's <laughs> misunderstood something. I don't know, because, you know, I mean, I really do believe movie watching is mood dependent. Like, again, which is why the cinema is a brilliant place to watch yeah, a movie. Yeah, because it clears everything out. It's yeah. like you, if you're in your flat, you've experienced multiple emotions in that flat and it's just, it's a, it's a quagmire yeah. of memories and emotion. And sure. so okay. you're watching Welcome TV. Welcome your house. <laughs> <laughs> Come around, it's a bit... <laughs> It's the party house. It's not. It, it's a. It's a. It's a pit of solitude, solitude and sadness and reflection. Reflection. Yes, quiet, <laughs> silent, almost reflection for hours. Not a sound is made. Don't say that. Why? Well, I just get worried. Like, yeah. No, I just worry. Uh yeah. Are you worried because you read reports where it goes they were found dead yeah. in their home? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think we've got had, to a point. I had now. my mum do this with me when I didn't pick up the phone once. And yeah. She was like. She was like. Uh, can you not do that because of that one line that appears in multiple press articles where someone is, the body was discovered at home in their flat. It's like like a day later. So I think we're at a point now where if you ignored me solidly for, and I was bugging you for something, I would just knock on the door. But that's quite recent. Like the last, well, since we started doing the podcast, like there would have been a time if you'd ignored me, I thought, oh, well, I'll leave him be. But now I would bang the door down. But I would be annoyed at you and then you would be dead. And then I would be more annoyed. <laughs> Kick my body around for a bit. <laughs> you didn't get back to me. Oh, sorry. <laughs> Uh, yes. Uh, so, yeah, but to go back to my slightly more positive point, which was the fact that when you're in the cinema, it's just the darkness, the, the immersion in the screen. It just, like you say, it clears out all the bullshit it and is. you are just so invested in the film. So, I'll tell or you a bit about it. Or forgiving as well. That's the thing. With this film, if I'd seen it in the cinema, I would have been like, cool, fine, don't worry about it. But if you come into my house, <laughs> if I invite you, if you in, invite you into I, my home, if I invite you you're in, in my house, I'll now. only invite you and pay you to come to my house. <laughs> then you better be bringing me a fucking present. I swear to God, because there are other things I can be doing here. Yeah, I can if see I come, them in the corner of my eye. If all I the come things to I yours, be doing. I'm willing to pay a bit more money yeah. to come to yours. But you know, I, I guess at that point, you know, I'm not. I'm not got anything That's else exactly to do. It. No. 
Is it? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> right. I'll tell you a bit about this movie. It's based on the two th- and I really mean a little bit. It's based on the 2010 novel uh, Maria Beetle um, titled Bullet Train in the UK and the US, which was written by Kotoro Isaka. Uh, a bullet train initially developed by Antoine Fuqua. He still co-produces the film. Uh, it was going to be a serious action thriller initially, but the project turned into a light-hearted action comedy during the development process. That's a quote I read. Um, I don't know how far into the development process it turned into a comedy because there's a quote from it's a Aaron, big no, isn't it? Aaron Taylor-Johnson yeah. uh, who says, um, it was only during the process of making the movie <laughs> that it became a fun comedy. Uh, he said, originally, this thing was quite dark, R-rated. It was a vicious action piece. And he's kind of talking about himself and Brian Tyree Henry here. Yeah. But we hammed it up and made it fun. I don't know what happened, but it became a comedy. So he changed the whole film. That's, that's his what, power. That's his. Yeah. <laughs> you are so funny right now. We're mm. going to change it all. <laughs> so uh, the script is by Zach Olkowicz. Um He'd done only one movie before being handed what is not a small movie. Yeah, that's mad. He'd done Fear Street Part 2, uh, or the Netflix Fear Street trilogy. Okay. He'd done Part 2 of that. Next gig, Bullet Train. Crazy. Like nearly $100 million this yeah. cost, and it's a big undertaking. He's the sole screenwriter. Wow. Big, big. Wow, well, good for them. Big, big thing. Uh, he's I got another movie uh, which came out recently, which I do not know why. Uh, I cannot remember. I think Universal had it in the States. I don't know which studio had it here. It might have been E1. Don't know for sure. Called Voyage of the Demeter. Oh, yes. So based on that one that chapter. On it's based on a chapter in the Dracula novel. or uh, It might even oh, be yeah, less yeah, than yeah. a chapter. About going to Whitby. It's the ship's voyage yeah. from Transylvania yeah. to Whitby. Yeah. And how Dracula kills the crew. Oh, of course. Alien yeah. on a boat. Yes. Yeah. Oh, shit. Mm. Okay, good. So it's uh, <laughs> it's it sounds great. Apparently, it's not... Well, I say apparently. Reviews were a bit sniffy. They didn't do any marketing for it. It literally came out on like seven screens, I think, in the UK. Mm-hmm. And it's brilliant. Well, it's not brilliant. It's, it's good. really yeah. good fun. Yeah. Really good fun. Oh, that's a shame. Chris had a really good point about this. Uh, he said, I cannot believe... Because I was going, yeah, Voyage of the Dementor. It's, like, it's not even Dementor, which is quite a cool word. That's from Harry Potter. It's Demeter. Yeah. Yeah. Um, he said, can you believe they made Dracula on a boat and not put Dracula in the title? And then I think before it came out, they went, a Dracula story at the end or something. <laughs> it's like, it's, it needs Dracula in the title. Yeah. Dracula's last voyage in. Oh, Seoul. great. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Chris's words, not mine. So we got David Leach as the director. Um, as you well know, uh, he was co-director of John Wick. Then he went on to Atomic Blonde, Deadpool 2, Hobbs and Shaw. And this is latest movie, Bullet Train. No, not a fan of those movies. Uh, Atomic. I saw it. Sorry, just to confirm, I wasn't like, I'm going to ask Vicky. You shook your head as I, I said that. I did a little that. wrinkle. I got called out for that at work, actually, earlier. What did they say? I do. I'm, my, I'm an open book. Yep. I can't lie. Well, I, can't, I lie to people's faces, <laughs> but if I don't like something, it's I, quite I'm obvious. I'm waiting for you to come out of this well. <laughs> so someone said something, and I just and I think it was on Zoom, as, oh, Zoom on Teams, whatever. And I you was, smelled a fart. No, <laughs> yeah, essentially, yeah. I was like, that sounds great. And he was like, you just did the face. I was like, no, I didn't. Yeah. No, I did. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. Sorry, I so hate it. what on that list? Because obviously you Hobbs like... Hobbs and Shaw. No, no, thank you, God. Away. <laughs> All right. I mean, that's one out of four films that I mentioned. Yeah, so. Tommy Blonde was not what I wanted it to be. What was the other one? Uh, we've got Deadpool 2. Oh, I like Deadpool 2. Yeah, fine. Yeah. Okay, carry on. And of course, John Wick. Yes, fine. Right. Fine, fine, fine. Okay, he, his next movie stars uh, Ryan Gosling yes. and Emily Blunt. It's a update, a reboot, a remake, whatever you want to call it. An adaptation of the old 80s TV show, The Fall Guy. Oh, I don't know that. But uh, Lee Majors is a stuntman. Okay, goes on missions. Does stunts? Does stunts as well? I think I love I think, those two. I, I never really watched it as a kid. It wasn't up there with Airwolf and the A Team, sure, or Knight Rider, or Dukes of Hazard, which we discussed the other week. <laughs> um, so yeah, anyway, That's, that sounds good. Mm. Uh, Brad Pitt was sent the script during. Oh, it's written by our friend Drew Pierce as well. Oh, is it? By our friend. I don't mean we're friends with him, uh, but hello, Drew. Uh, I used to be friends with him. Did you? Yeah. yeah. Oh, Vicky's friend Drew Pierce. Yes, yeah, sort of. <laughs> this is a long story. It's fine. We went to a wedding together. It's fine. Oh, he got oh. me a job. It's, it's whatever. That, that's, that sounds like a friend. Yeah, he was. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> 
I mean, are you, yeah. are you backtracking because you? I look jealous. No, I mean, I never I've never been invited. I'll, I'll, yeah, I'll tell you later. Okay, fine. Uh, anyway, uh, I, I'm excited for the full guy. Uh, so Brad Pitt gets sent the script during lockdown, and he said, reading it in lockdown, uh, there was almost a feeling of depression, not about the script, about lockdown, like a worldwide depression in the air or something. I read the script and I said, that's the salve we need right now. That's what I want to see. Sure. So David Leach wasn't sure he'd get Brad Pitt. He was nervous about sending him the script. Brad Pitt is like... Yes, I'm in. And it's the first time that they've worked as director and actor, but they have worked together before. Okay. David Leach was Brad Pitt's stuntman. Yeah, he was his stunt double on Fight Club, Spy Game, Ocean's Eleven, Troy, and the amazing, and I don't know if you know about this movie, we covered it, and I think we all agree, Mr. and Mrs. Smith is one of the best <laughs> movies. Vicky doesn't like it. He doesn't like Mr. and Mrs. Smith. For uh, more on that, do check out the Mr. and Mrs. Smith versus True Lies. True Lies episode. <laughs> yeah, thank you. Thank you. Uh, so, Brad Pitt, cast in the lead. Do you know how much he was paid? £25. <laughs> uh, close. You got the 20 part, right? It's not, it's not, is it? 20, Are you joking? $20 million. He's not that good, in it? <laughs> we can talk about that, and I don't disagree. Yeah. Um, so, do you want to have a little game of uh, highest paid actors? Um, in this film, or uh, in the world? In the current list of the, the highest paid actors uh, recently, uh, well, historically, actually, I, I think. Let me just have a quick look around. Yeah, okay. Okay, these are some of the this is these are some of the most recent uh, highest paid ones. Robert Downey Jr. Robert Downey Jr is not what? on the list. Um I really wish I'd written down more about this list. Uh <laughs> This is what happens when you cut and paste off the internet. Do you know what it is? It's just You're... a context-free list right. at this point. <laughs> Daniel Craig, I'll just read it rather than play a guessing game. We don't need to play a game. That was a real quiz. Daniel Craig uh, uh got paid a hundred million dollars for one bond for the knives out sequels. So I'm guessing there might be more than one, but that includes a streamer buyout. So he doesn't get any more. There's no back end ah, or anything. Okay. You know, because Actors could take points for the box office. Sure. 100 million. Dwayne Jesus. Johnson, Netflix. Of course. 50 million for uh, the Red Notice. <laughs> uh, Set fire to your money. Will Smith, 40 million for King Richard. God, really? Denzel Washington, 40 million for The Little Things. Did you see that serial killer movie with nope. Jared Leto and nope. um, Rami Malik? Don't look up. This is these are all streamers. This is why the streamers are paying a lot of money for stars. So Leonardo DiCaprio, don't look up. Oh yeah. Yep. Thirty million. Yep. Uh, Mark Wahlberg, did you watch Spencer Confidential? No. It's actually more fun than it should be, but it's still thirty million. Jennifer Lawrence, don't look up. Twenty five million. Yeah, it's an expensive film. Uh, Sandra Bullock in The Lost City of D, twenty million. <laughs> uh, the Lost City, not The Lost City of D, The Lost City. That's the book, yeah. though, I think. Yeah. Uh, Ryan Gosling, The Grey Man. Mm, I haven't seen that, but that I should watch that. But I'm too embarrassed to watch it in front of Mark, because I'm watching it to perv on him, so... Not Mark, <laughs> actually. And I'm not allowed. I don't know. It's just hard to be like, why do you want to watch this film? Well, because have you seen what who's in it and what he does? So, yeah. Yeah. Uh, so this is actually a list from the last two years. Um, yeah. Uh, the Grey Man's... I thought it was great. Uh, well, I didn't think it was great. I thought it was fun. Okay. I've read it. I, it's I, very I, long, isn't it? Like that's what puts me off a bit. It's fine. It's, it's just fine. I just think it's. I, I think I was talking. I was talking on my other podcast. Yeah. Um, to Dexter Fletcher. Just to Ryan Gosling. Then, like, what the fuck? <laughs> me and Ryan. You let me know when you're doing that. The shit at the pub in Highgate. <laughs> yeah. um, uh, I was talking to Dexter Fletcher about this. I, I do think some movies are unfairly uh, kicked around because they're big action movies on streamers. Because I think there is this idea. That it's like. Well, this is great. This is all about the spectacle. This belongs in a theatre. Mm -hmm. You haven't put it in a theatre. You've put it on your streaming platform. So we're going to kick it down. We're going to kick it around because of that, because okay. it belongs in the cinema. Yeah. And I think the grey man got that. I think it's fine. And I like Chris Evans in it. Yes. Uh, so uh, Sandra Bullock uh, obviously is in this movie. Surprise. You surprise, love Sandy B. Surprise, I do. You love, did you work out? Did you did you recognise the voice at the start? I didn't. No. Was I it a surprise at the end? It was a surprise at the was end. Was it nice and It was, I thought, uh, the dialogue was beneath her. 
frankly, I think the dialogue's poor. So uh, she replaced Lady Gaga. What? Mm. <laughs> what? Well, there are two sources. One says Lady Gaga was cast in an unnamed role, but had to drop out because of House of Gucci. Yeah. Uh, and the others say this was the role that she was going to play. And she then... would never do that. She's the star. Like Sandy can pop up because she, her legacy is secure. But is it not? Uh, is it not a big? Th- I think it works the opposite way. I think if Lady Gaga is like, I'll cameo in your movie. It pulls. If for Ryan got if Ryan Gosling, you got him. I've got him on the brain nice, now. Yeah. If Ryan Reynolds is cameoing, then I'll do a cameo. I suppose. Mm. Yeah, I see that. So, uh, yeah, that's about it. Great. They built real train cars, but then it's LED screens outside. They were never on real trains. <laughs> they were never on real trains. I'll touch briefly on... Uh, there was a, a, a whitewashing accusation level at this because the original book is obviously uh, a Japanese book and a lot of the characters in the book, people assumed, and I say assumed at this stage, were Japanese. Mm-hmm. Uh, so... A lot of people, uh, the uh, Japanese American Citizens League, the executive director, said that uh, while American actors would have been appropriate if the setting were changed to the United States, the filmmakers used the novel's Japanese setting while keeping Japanese characters in the film's background, strengthening charges of whitewashing. And he questioned the actor's allyship to the Asian community for knowingly accepting whitewashed roles and criticised the film for pushing the belief that Asian actors in leading roles cannot carry a blockbuster, despite the recent successes of Crazy Rick's Asians and Shang-Chi and The Legend of the Ten Rings. Mm -hmm. So the book's author, Asaka, uh, he actually defended the film. He said, he just said, uh, described his characters in his book as ethnically malleable, maintaining that his original Japanese setting and context were irrelevant as they were not real people Maybe they're not even Japanese. Sure. So that was the whitewashing accusation, which I do remember coming out around the time of the film. Yeah. Um, which is always a negative spin when a movie's being released uh, in the marketing uh, world. But there you go. Shall we talk about it? Let's. Let's meet the father, Andrew Koji. Yeah. So his name appears on the screen. The father. The father. The father. <laughs> uh we get some news about a boomslang snake being stolen mm-hmm. and his son has been pushed off a roof yeah. and his dad is there calling him out calling him a <laughs> you're a bad dad rubbish <laughs> you are rubbish dad. do you know how many times you were pushed off a roof son zero <laughs> I got you... your mum killed but more on that later well I, 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 I've said too much this is more about <laughs> this is more about your flaws this is your failures yeah. not mine yeah 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 I mean but yeah and then we're into a Japanese cover of Staying Alive <laughs> And we've got Brad Pitt literally doing the John Travolta strut to Staying Alive. Yes, we do. Uh, I don't know why. I like it. It's cool. I liked it more in the trailer. Yeah. But here, sure. I think a lot. I think I don't know what we're meant to talk from. I, I, what you said in the on about it's it's just wellness stuff, and it's like that that shtick has been done to death. The idea, Uh, most notably in um, (laughs) Virtuosity by Russell Crowe. I love that film. I know you do. I do love that film. Have we done it yet? We did do it. Were you not? Were you here? Because oh, no, I, I was, was banging on yes, about how I much was. I actually genuinely like it, mm. and you don't. Or so, do you know what? Who cares? <laughs> but the point is, the trailer makes you go, "Oh look, Brad Pitt's got a tourist hat on," and then you think, "Oh, that's fun," and it doesn't really develop much from there. Yeah, as I said in my synopsis, which wasn't one of the funnier ones because I really struggled to find the funny in this film. Yeah. It's um, <laughs> it's just. He is... We'll do it now. We'll do it now and get it out of the way. He's it's, it's terrible. Not. I like Brad Pitt. I love and him. It's, it's not Brad Pitt's fault, I don't think. It's the dialogue. It's, it's the dialogue and it's the character. Yeah. He's, he's your lead. Yes. And you just like, you have no empathy for this guy. He's irritating. I mean, when Tangerine calls him out and goes, you're insufferable yeah. or something. You're like, yeah. Yeah, he is, yeah. What is, why do, why do I, have, I'm not invested in your survival whatsoever, yeah. which is bad. The wellness joke is overdone. We've seen, I feel like we've seen it and I feel like someone going, oh, oh I just need to reflect on what I've done right now or whatever, whatever. It's like, yeah, okay, cool. You can still do that joke. There is still a little bit of like juice left in that, but you need to be super sharp with the dialogue. It's not enough to go, oh, I wish I hadn't done that, which is effectively the whole joke. It's it's the as I, it's like I did earlier. It's the Martin Lawrence joke from Bad Boys 2 where yeah. he's always like going, woosa, yeah. woosa. And he, he does it with that word and you get the joke. In any situation that's stressful, he's like, woosa. Mm-hmm. That's enough. Yeah. Rambling on and on, like 20 lines to say woosa. It's too many yeah. lines. You need to skewer 
wellfulness, wellness, mindfulness much more sharply than that. Like you need to go deep to the, to make it funny. I think. Uh, so Barry, uh, he keeps banging on about his therapist. Barry, uh, that he was meant to feature in the movie. David Leach wanted Keanu Reeves. Oh, lovely <laughs> to play his therapist. A little speed reunion with Sandra Bullock there. So yeah, he wanted him in it. Uh, it didn't happen. Um, even though he directed him in John Wick, he thought he could get him. Didn't work out. Don't know why. But Don't like the script. Brad Pitt gets banged into and drops a key uh, for a locker. Uh, the father knocks into him. Now, I think the only reason, because he breaks into the locker two seconds later, so mm-hmm. it's not like the key, Was you, dropping the yeah. key doesn't change the direction of the movie. Yeah, And I honestly think the only reason they drop the key is to focus in on the bit of paper, which is his ticket for the train conductor joke. Right. Because if you cut it, otherwise your shot would be of a bit of paper on the ground and you, you'd think it was just litter. Yeah. So they've added a key so you can focus in and go, oh, there's yeah, a couple yeah. of things there he's dropped. Uh, I like that he wears glasses, though. I think that's nice. A hitman <laughs> who has to put on glasses. Quite good. <laughs> okay. But he's just, a dra- he's just a snatch and grab guy, so I don't know if he's even a hitman. No, he's not. No. That, but he uh, has killed people. I don't... Has he? I don't think he has. Ever? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. He won't take the gum, though. He wants simpler jobs, no more psychopaths. Cut to lemon and tangerine. So, saying it up front, yeah. absolutely love Aaron Taylor Johnson as tangerine in this movie. I think he knows. And we, yeah, he knows he, what film he's in. He knows what film he's in. Although he says it changed halfway, so does he? But fine. Well, he knows what film he wants to make, <laughs> and he changes the entire film to make it work. Um, but I think he's great, and I do enjoy this relationship. I think him and Lemon, uh, I think it was going to come up later, but let's do it now and get through this. I think they are the beating heart of this movie. Yes, I agree. Which is insane is. because they kill a lot of people. There's a shot of them dice, like sever- with loads of severed limbs in, in a, a barrel. In an oil drum. <laughs> yeah. And you're like, and yet at the end, you are like, these are the two characters I care about. Not Brad Pitt, yes. not anyone else. These two. Not and the father, the not even the father. Uh, like, yeah, uh, because the grandson thing is sort of swept up. It's cool with the kill a nurse bit, but when they each think the other one is dead mm. at various points, and they are really sad, and the surprise is they really are brothers. Mm. They grew up together. Um, they, are, they mourn for each other, and it is actually weirdly affected. I think that... If it wasn't Aaron Taylor Johnson, like that coked energy, that sort of he's like his clothes are too tight, he's he's like maniacal. I do think the dialogue lets him down a little bit, which is like you know if you do that one more time, I'm going to punch you in the fucking face. It's so Guy Ritchie. I feel like I've seen it one zillion times before, but he gets me through it. I think. Yeah, I just it's not surprising enough. I've seen that character millions of times. And I'm always pleased to see that character because you don't know what they're going to do next and whatever, whatever. He does it so well, though. Yeah, it's yeah. like It's like his, his look and his performance. He feels like the standout character in this film. It's like putting Zazie uh, Beats in um, in a costume. But, like, I mean, in fairness, in her, in her defence, she doesn't appear till quite late in it and then she appears and dies in the same scene. Instantly, yeah. yeah. Um, I guess, yeah, Joey King as the prince... It's sort of an iconic look, but yeah. she sort of like for for me the, the standout. The one I when I think about this movie, and I think about you know we were talking about the Tremor Brothers and Smoke and Aces, mm-hmm. and how they are the sort of they've got this iconic look, yeah. and they said that you're standout assassins in yes. that movie. Yes. He's the same in this. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Uh, no one else comes close. Yeah, I agree. Anyway, uh, so uh, do you want to know a little sweet story about Tangerine and Lemon and Aaron Taylor Johnson and Brian Tyree Henry? Yeah. Uh, Aaron Taylor Johnson brought them a lemon tree to have between their two trailers on set (laughs) and they were going to look after it and nurture it to show the nurturing relationship of their characters. Okay. And David Leach still has that lemon tree. (laughs) He has it in his house. Oh, I wish you'd not tell me that. Because <laughs> <laughs> uh, I can hear all you've got in your head is actors. <laughs> <laughs> also, probably not true. Uh, also, they've probably got some poor fucking runner. Can you water the lemon tree? Do I have to? Yes. Because if it dies, the film is cursed. Mm. Uh, Ladybug bows to a conductor. I thought they bowed here. Yes. Um, it's little asides like that that you're like, and 
No, okay. Uh, he's after a briefcase. Uh, so it turns out Joey King, the prince, pushed the father's son off the roof. Now, uh, quick question here, yeah. not to fuck with the tight-knit structure of this thing. Okay. She uses a comatose son as leverage against the father. She pushed that boy off a building. What if he died? Good point. Thanks. <laughs> didn't, didn't even think of that. <laughs> Maybe it's my first screenplay too, and I would have thought that. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, that's mad! It's all it's all right if she pivoted, and it's like I see an opportunity. But I, it's just like you pushed him from a very high position. I don't know; it's a miracle he didn't die. Mm. Uh, well, let's get distracted by lemon and tangerine discussing lemon drizzle cake. I do like their lemon conversation. You don't like it, do you? You it think it's really too obvious, guy Richie? Yeah. Oh, fine. I don't do that. Character. Do both of those people do it? Definitely, but you just got to come with something new. I think. How about the Thomas the Tank Engine chat? No, nope, not into that. It's fine. Because it, well, I'm a doofus. Finally, I was like, oh, because we're on a train. <laughs> I get it. So I'm an idiot. But at first I was like, you're just doing that thing. It's like, oh, I'm a fucking hitman. And it's a bit surprising, yeah, that I like something childish, yeah. It's like, no. Aussie Germans coming. <laughs> you see? Mm. The Thomas and Tanger thing totally works, though, because it's sweet and because there is a diesel and there is whatever. But I, what I wanted, actually, what would make it work is that Tangerine loves Lemon's Thomas the Tank Engine thing and you don't mess with him when it comes to that because he's like, shut the fuck up, yeah, about Thomas the Tank Engine. He should be like, please, talk, say your thing. Like, this is special to you. Mm. I accept it. That would have made it work. Well, I think we need some action here. Sure. Uh, so let's have a really, really good, fun action sequence set to the music of Engelbert Humperdinck. <laughs> I'm forever blowing bubbles. Uh, <laughs> yeah. It's uh, the the uh, body count flashback. It's dark. It's funny. I like their bickering. I mm-hmm. like the payoff of the count. Uh, that is director David Leach uh, at that moment. I think, yes, it is, who, right. who goes up to the car, the civilian at the end, yes. the button on the scene. Uh, I like the bit about swords. Why do they always have fucking swords? Uh, it's good. It's fun. Thoughts? I hate it. <laughs> Sorry. I'd forgotten about it until you mentioned it. What am I watching? Why do I need to? It's cute, and it's this style. It fits with the style of the movie that it's like we're going to have an argument. Let's do it. Can we just do it really quickly? And when he started counting, I was like, "Are you fucking serious? Are we going to count now to seventeen? No, you're all right. But that's the argument they're having. I know that. But also, I think yeah, David Leach's theory about this was. I don't want people to get claustrophobic being trapped on a train oh, for the whole time. Yeah, yeah. Which is why he wants to do these cutaways to action outside the train, uh, which happens more than once, obviously, yeah. uh, when we get the whole um, white death um, backstory. So that's why he wanted to do it. I really enjoy it. I think it's fun. I think it's good. I think it, it does take me out of the train and it's well shot. Yeah. The explosions are great. The car, it's exploding. It's all good. And it's kind of funny. Yeah. It is very Guy Ritchie. Yep. But that's what this movie is. Sure. Yeah, fair enough. So... Uh, the briefcase gets stolen by Ladybug. Uh, we get the backstory on the White Death. Uh, the prince is going to make the father kill the White Death. The White Death's son is dead. Yeah, I love that. Did you like that? <laughs> yeah, love all the blood and the eyes and the, like. That's great. Mm. Uh, well, you get more of that because we get the wolf's backstory. Amazing. Next, uh, so this is bad bad bunny. Benito Martinez. Ocasio is his full name, but yeah, he's rapper Brad Brad Bad Bunny. Um, yeah, I like his backstory. Yeah, it's great. It's good. It's really good. Mm. That's it's, that's what I mean. Like, I'm not just being sniffy about leaving the train and doing whatever. I could have stayed longer in his backstory. These expository things, where it's like one person, two person. Why have they got fucking swords? Like, fuck off. Uh. Mm. But this loved it. So originally, that character was meant to be. Much, much older is what David Leach had in mind for the wolf. A really sort of it was him. Grizzled. His, sort of. his, his long love. His long love. He'd been with this woman for ages and then she died. Mm-hmm. And it was vengeance for like him taking like the, the wife he'd been married to for 30 years. And mm-hmm. then Bad Bunny came in and he was like, no, we'll make it the first love <laughs> and do it that way. Yeah. And so, uh, yeah. And he, he, he's good. Uh, it's sort of, again... I moaned on Monday. This I feel this week's been a bit moany on my part, and I apologise for that, but, you know, I've got a lot to moan about with these movies. On Monday, I felt like, you know, Assassins didn't get to do that much, uh, like Alicia Keys spending, you know, an hour standing by an elevator <laughs> in uh, the most kinetic action movie ever. It's like, what? In this, 
I feel like they're killing off the wrong characters too early. Yeah. Like the wolf should be around longer. Definitely. He's good. Yeah, he's really it's good. It's sort of in and out. It's a like, shame, yeah. Mm. And Zazie Beats as well. It's, That's ridiculous. Yeah. It's the, by the time you get to that beat, it's like, look how carefully she's planned. Oh, she's dead. Mm. Uh, so uh, the wolf dies. Let this be a lesson in the toxicity of anger. <laughs> Brad Pitt's button. Do you see what I mean? You could do a pass at that and you could, you could make that better. Mm. No? I... I I could. Yes, you could. <laughs> I could. Uh, so, uh, the prince sends Tangerine after Ladybug. She's lying. She's a little liar. She's just a little liar. A little liar. And um, where are we? God. So there's a lot of walking up and down this freaking train. It is master of the film, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, we've got the giant. Uh, this is the bit I like. This is my uh, maybe my favourite moment from Aaron Taylor Johnson in this movie is when the giant uh, costumed thing <laughs> yeah, is following funny. him, and he just he he, he chucks a c- cuddly toy at it. Yeah. He first goes stop. Yes. Chucks a cuddly toy. Beat. Asshole. <laughs> Great. Just because it's really weird. Yeah. It's just like it's his character, but it's also just that's a weird beat. Yes. Asshole. So that's my favourite moment from him. Uh, so Ladybug puts sleeping power in the bottle. Sleeping powder in the bowl. No idea why. Uh, why what? Why he puts the sleeping powder in the bottle to 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 put to vanquish Tyree lemon. To yeah. Yes. It's okay. a good twist because when he's on the phone to Sandra Bullock, she's like, "You haven't got the powder." And picks it up. He goes, "No." And then he's like, "Oh, we messed with the dosage or something." So you assume it's going to kill him dead. Right. But he means mess with the dosage, make it more humane, bring, you know, just put someone to sleep like it's supposed to. Mm. I like that. Okay. Uh, the boom slang appears and its name comes up on the screen, which I love. <laughs> Do you hate that? No, I don't hate that. Sorry. The I'm, boom I'm being, slang. Yeah, it's all right. It's cool. Uh, Channing Tatum. Oh, I know. <laughs> Hello, you. There's something for everyone here. He, have we taken a break? I can't remember. <laughs> Thank, thank you for being open enough to actually ask me. Well, well, let's take a break now, and if it's a second break, then we'll be literally right back. Thank you for being vulnerable. Um, uh, but yeah, let's try it, and then we'll talk Channing Tatum. Break. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss plushcare.com slash weight loss back hey Channing Tatum hello it's Channing Tatum he's a bit of a cameo king isn't he he is a little bit I was trying to work out free guy uh, which we yes uh, this is the end where he's uh, Danny McBride's manslave oh yeah at the end of that yeah yeah and obviously here yeah uh, so uh, <laughs> I want to make an easy $200 this is a sex thing. <laughs> it's so good. It's good. It's great. It's great because when Aaron Taylor Johnson turns up, he goes, is this the sex thing? Yeah. What does he say about He's like, he's got such a great walk. Great Not walk. a great walk. It's, great. it's something like that. Yeah, love that. Mm. Uh, I like, I do like, I like Aaron Taylor Johnson, uh, Tangerine getting angry with the guys on the phone. 
do us a fucking favour and get off my fucking back. I know yeah. it's Guy Ritchie, but he delivers it. I like his anger. He's funny, angry. He's really funny. When he talks truth to the people later, or he's speaking to White Death, and it is, he's built it up well enough that by the time he's talking to his boss like that, and you know it's going to get him killed, it's really satisfying. Mm. So, uh, the prince spits on the face of the White Death's dead son. Yeah. Uh, Tangerine uh, says to Lemon, uh, while he's looking for Ladybug, and Lemon, you be careful too, because he cares. He loves him. He does. He's his brother. He does. He does. Uh, so she puts a bomb in a suitcase. The father is set up to fail. The White Death kills himself with the gun. Ugh, there's a, a lot of planning. Fine, 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 fine. Um... Uh, the wolf, there's a lot, a lot of plot here. Wolf worked out who the hornet was. Because I, the reason I got a bit confused here is because the wolf has been told who killed his bride and all his wedding guests. Yes. And in that envelope is a picture of the hornet. Yes. So he gets there, sees Brad Pitt, recognises him from the wedding. Yes. But then they have the fight and he goes, I'm here to kill you. And it's like, but you're not. You're here to kill the hornet. Yeah, I can't remember. I heard him say something like, oh, it was just a bonus that you were here too. Uh, but okay. I may be I might have filled in a gap uh, so we find out the Hornet killed the White Death's son because that was her modus operandi uh, Tangerine and Ladybug fight um, Tangerine uh, Aaron Taylor Johnson sliced his hand open here and had to take a day off did he yes. oh my god apparently gosh. it was very bad and he didn't realise initially and then he saw it and he was like I've got to go home he's so hard though he wouldn't notice would he I can't this might be my favourite Air Intelligence performance until Craven the Hunter comes out, <laughs> which I think looks a lot of fun. So, uh, do you like the, uh, again, it was in the trailer, like a lot of the best moments yeah. uh, were in the trailer, but um, the snack cart interruption where they're in the middle yeah, of the fight. Yeah, I did see that in the trailer. I did like it. I mean, it feels really obvious. Again, the dialogue could be better. Yes, he throws a drink at his head, but it's all fine. Mm. So then they end up outside the train, they're back in the train, uh, then he pretends to be Lemon on the platform. Uh, I did like that joke where Ladybug, just because he gets the bad luck thing. You know, I mentioned it in the synopsis. Yeah. Did you find it confusing? Because like, he has bad luck. Yeah, I wasn't paying attention. He goes on and on about his bad luck, but yeah. there are, like, like I said, like I listed, the knife bouncing off the briefcase and killing the wolf. That's good luck. I wish I'd noticed because it would have made me like it more, I think. No, it's not good. Oh, is it not? Because is it, it not a joke? I don't. I honestly. Is it don't not intentional? Know. The bit with the briefcase is funny, where he spins the combination, and it lands yeah. on the right one. Yeah, and they realise it's not the money. <laughs> yeah. uh, so, uh, lemon drinks the sleeping powder. Lemon shoots the father. Uh, tangerine headbutts his way back into the train, which is funny. So he can run faster than a bullet train, and he can smash the glass. And he catches up to it. Yeah, but it... still, they set off quite fast. <laughs> Have you been on one? No, but I would love to. I've been on one. Is it good? Yeah, they're great. Does it look like that train? Yes. Is it so clean inside? Yeah, it's, they're, they're immaculate, and also, this won't appeal to you anymore because you've given up, and I'm trying as well. <laughs> but they've got a little compartment that you can shut yourself in by the toilets and smoke! No! Yeah! <laughs> <laughs> But they're amazing and they they go very fast. Do they? Yeah, they're great. They're they great. should do because super efficient. Yes. as you'd imagine. Very expensive. Not 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 really? not unbelievably expensive. <laughs> Maybe one day I'll go on one. Uh, although that said, I bought a vintage poster because I hadn't worked out. I, I bought a vintage poster thinking it was about seventy quid and it was like two hundred quid. <laughs> um, and you you can't bar, bartering is not a thing in Japan. And so I was like, it's not a thing yeah. here. <laughs> No, I know, but it was from a little flea market. It oh, wasn't like fine, a I don't think it was from a shop. No. Um, <laughs> like, what are you two going in Asda? And be like, no, 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 no. <laughs> I've come to bargain. These George jeans. Um, <laughs> I, I think, I, I think, knock a fiver off. I think definitely. We've got, a... we've got a deal. I've just scanned them. The price has come up. They're already a fiver. What do you want me to do? Uh, yeah, Tatum does say he's got a great walk. I like that. Mm. So the Hornet is revealed as as he beats. Uh, she attacks Ladybug with the boomslang poison, stabs Hornet uh, with the syringe, and then he stabs himself with the antidote. Yeah. Um, by accident or on purpose? I couldn't work out what the message was. I'm so distracted, right? Here's the thing. She comes in as the trolley girl, the snack girl. Mm. She's in her costume. Mm. She's got a blonde wig to look like her. Why did she bring the blonde wig? Why would she not just be her with a hat on? Whatever, fine. Mm. So that then says to me, you're a meticulous planner. 
Like everything you've done brings you. We know it doesn't bring you here later, but at this point, you're meant to think everything you've done this brings you to this point. Mm. But you you get dispatched in the most stupid way possible, which is hoist by your own petard kind of thing. Also, why does she say bitch all the time? Oh yeah, I don't know. So jarring. It may it might be maybe it's in the book. I don't know, but I found it really jarring. That's my bitch. It's like okay, whatever. Yeah, yeah. Uh, anyway, Tangerine finds Lemon and thinks he's dead and is sad. He is sad, yeah. And we hear the needle drop that callback of I'm forever blowing bubbles. Yeah. It got it me. Is, got me. Uh, and we see them as kids uh, watching West Ham beat Chelsea, which I'm assuming was a... Chris? <laughs> well, he's probably... That's never happened or something. <laughs> <laughs> uh at this point, I'm definitely convinced the prince is so evil. I can't wait to see her get a comeuppance. Yeah? Yeah. Yeah, she is evil. Uh, oh, yeah. Wait, maybe I've got that the wrong mind. Tundrine finds lemon and it's... Have, maybe, yeah, yeah, it's fine. It's the other way around. It's fine. No. Anyway, whatever. One of them's dead and it's it's Tangerine. And it's sad. Mm. Uh, so, uh, the father's dad gets on. Uh, the elder. Love him. Yeah, he's great. Really good. And... Uh, yeah, uh, he's recognised the prince's voice, so he knows that she's evil. Snake he goes, go- oh, be honest. It's like a bad accent, but okay, cool. Uh, yeah, uh, the snake, snake, don't open, open, written on the toilet's funny. <laughs> yeah, that is funny. Yeah. More than really, sort of little bit surreal stuff, yeah. weirder stuff like that is really, great. Yeah, good. Uh, so the elder uh, tells Brad, I'm going to tell you a story. He's like, I'm good. He's like, it's a short story. It's like, no, honestly, I'm fine. I mean, it's quite important. And so I like that. I, I like that little bit. It's, it's a similar beat to uh, Warcraft the other week where it's like, it's a trap. It isn't. No, it, it is. No, but it couldn't be. All of that. Yeah. Uh, right. So the elder uh, used to work for the guy that the White Death killed. Get more backstory. The White Death killed his wife, but his son survived. The elder has been looking for a way to take revenge. This is all about fate here. This is sort of tying it all together. It's fate, which will come back at the end when we reveal why everyone is on the train. So uh, everything that's ever happened to you, Ladybug, has led you here. So, I mean, Jesus. At this point, I, I, it, this is two hours long. It is, yeah. A little more, yeah. just over. I'm starting to drift. I'm just, a bit, <laughs> I'm, I'm getting. I'm, I feel like I'm on the train now. Yeah. I feel like I need to get off the train, and I'm very excited to get off it. And they keep teasing me with getting off. I this know. Train. I think I'm not getting off here. Back on the train. I'm like, we must get to Kyoto. Let's get there then. Mm. Where are we? I'm, I'm, I'm Sweetie, lost. okay, listen. So at this point now, uh, we're going to make a... Don't worry about it. The men the men make a plan, right? The men that are left. Yeah. We've got the reveal that White Death is Prince's dad. Yeah. Me, I think I'm so smart. I didn't see that coming. <laughs> so, like, I'm an idiot. I genuinely was like, no way. Amazing, right? Wait. The when, White Death is... Pre- oh, yeah. yeah. I, went, I didn't see it coming. Were you liar? Yeah, I thought it was good. Okay. Their scenes together, where they, are they Russian? Were they speaking mm. Eastern European, whatever, to each other? Well, it's Michael Shannon, isn't it? Did yeah. you like seeing Michael Shannon turn up? Yes, he's, of course I did. He's good. He's terrifying. Yeah. That scene, I thought, was... If almost from a different film where she was like um, I did this to get you basically to get your attention he's like I see you but you were never part of my plan mm. that's brutal amazing 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 so anyway she's kind of hiding there's a fight um, oh, we get the two funny guys bitching about opening having to open the case on the platform that's quite funny that yeah quite I quite funny. like that I oh. hated all the stop the train stuff I thought it was boring but whatever I got it from here yeah. so the white death wanted to kill lemon and tangerine because he was in Bolivia after they took out his crew, which is why his wife was in the car yes. and not him. Yes. And the Hornet killed the surgeon who could have saved his wife's life. Yes. So that's why she's on the train. And his son got his wife killed by calling her to bail him out, yes. which is why he had the Hornet kill his son before having the Hornet killed. Correct. So. Good work. All of that has linked us all together. That's why we're all on the train. White Death thinks Ladybug finally, the final part of the puzzle is Carver, <laughs> who is the person who killed his wife, cut to Ryan Reynolds, <laughs> returning the favour to Brad Pitt of appearing in the Deadpool, Deadpool 2 cameo. Yes. Good. So, maybe my favourite scene in the movie, TBD, <laughs> the Need a Hero. 
by Bonnie Tyler. Oh, God, yeah. The cover set to the action. I mean, I hate to say it, this is what the whole film should have been. Yes. It's that pop sort yeah. of fizz, that frothiness. I love that song anyway. That silliness. Yeah, it's really good. The Japanese cover of that as the elder is chopping, is fighting with um, White Death, is, is what, uh, White Death's men, is brilliant. I like the Russian roulette thing because I'm one of those people that goes, ooh, Russian roulette. Yeah. I like the the slide in the yeah. gun. That's just, that's a silly thing mm. that is awesome. Lemon falls into a river. Ladybug stops the train or tries to... We get the story of the water bottle. Uh, you're fine. I mean, I wanted a bottle of Fiji afterwards. I'm like, <laughs> this is hero water. <laughs> it's fine. Uh, the brakes, the end of the rail, big train crash, all CGI. Eh. Uh, I mean, I'm not saying you should crash a train into a suburb. An empty suburb. But no one gets hurt. No, nah, I know. Well, we don't know. I've never been. It's one of those collateral things. It's like Man of Steel. It's like all these movies where yeah. you're like, I think people, I think were people in live the, there. People were in those houses and died. <laughs> but sure, let's make some more jokes. Um, and the White Death is still alive. He, I like the way he goes, I want the carver! <laughs> Uh, and then he gets his head blown off. And initially, you're not sure by who. And it turns out it was the prince. Yes. And then she gets hit by a truck. Confusing for a moment <laughs> to be revealed. <laughs> uh, um, Maria turns up. It's Sandy B. Sandra, you're here. Uh, with dialogue that you described as beneath her. It's beneath her, quite frankly. Everything she's had to say to this point, she's like, are you? Oh, God, I can't even do it. You should. Are you sitting down? You need to sit down or something. You know, you you shouldn't listen to everything Barry said. Blah, blah, blah. Like it's just rubbish. Yeah. It's all rubbish. Yeah. Um. And then uh, she's like, sometimes you know, how do you know your bad luck is bad? You know, it's all perspective. Cue her car being crushed. Yeah. And him going. Bah, 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 bah. <laughs> uh, and then the credits. We see that uh, Lemon survived, and he's the one driving the tangerine truck. Cool. Into the prince. Fine. End. The end. Yeah. <laughs> God. That's fifteen pounds, please. <laughs> <laughs> so let's do the bits. Okay. What is your favourite scene? The wolf's wedding. I'm just going to make it clear because I'm off next week. We we've done. We, <laughs> are you rich? Are you sure you want to do this? I do want to. I do. I think. I think we have reached a point where we are <laughs> honest good. with people. And I think it's time to pull back the curve. We've been in this room for seven hours <laughs> now. So, and we've done we've done World of Warcraft. We did Warcraft and Dungeons and Dragons. And then we did Smoking Aces. And, and we're reaching the end of Bullet Train. And uh, the, I can't speak. Uh, the, thing, the thing is broken. <laughs> it stopped working. The pod is broken. Uh, so, best scene. What is your best scene? The Wolf's Wedding. I thought it was good. I like the blood coming out of everybody's eyes and mouth. Uh, I like the scene that you don't like, which is the lemon and tangerine body count argument flashback, but it's the action set to the Japanese version of Bonnie Tyler's holding out for a hero. It's fun and it's zany and it's silly and it's great and it's stylish and it's a mashup of the music and the action coming together to create this iconic scene and it's how the whole movie should have bloody been. Great. So... What's your most valuable whatever? I genuinely really like the train. I think the train... I think it's a character in itself. <laughs> I don't actually think that, but I do like the train. Uh, I actually... You call it a character <laughs> in itself. I bet somebody did in the course of developing this yeah, film. of course. Uh, I like Hiroyuki Sonada as the elder. Uh, I think he's the best thing in this by some distance. Okay. Uh, 100% Aaron Taylor-Johnson for me. I think he is the best thing in this by Country Mile. Uh, closely followed by Channing Tatum. So, <laughs> apart from him, everything else, a Country Mile. I just think he nails the tone. Uh, I think, he, you know, it's it, it's it's exactly the tone this movie should be. Uh, we talked about it just the other show. I don't know which one it was because of what I've just explained about yeah. how many we've done. That's right. But it's where someone is funny because they're so in character. The humour comes from the character. Yes. You know, him shouting, arsehole! At a person in a costume, it's funny not because it's funny, but because in character it yeah, works for right. the character. You're right. So he's not mugging for laughs; it's genuinely funny. Whereas I think Brad Pitt comes across as a bit like, a bit like Chris Pine in Dungeons and Dragons. Mm -hmm. They're trying too hard. That's the movie we were talking about here. Yep. So yeah, uh, right then, what would you 
change Victoria. Right, two things. Mm. It should be Ryan Reynolds driving the truck, even though it undoes the lemon and tangerine thing, because it should be Carver that pops up at the end, like, sorry I'm late kind of thing, uh, because he was meant to be involved in the first place, so then he comes back to like claim his place. But the other thing I thought would be fun is if we find out at the end that the white death's wife actually hated him <laughs> or the reason she was in the car was something he thought was portentous and he's tried to string together with this spider's web of narrative but it was random and she was not going to be in that car and it was something else random so he's done this whole thing for nothing interesting is that the same as yours uh, it's not um aside from obviously and this is the most basic thing i punch up this script this script You've got people in this movie who are very, very funny and you can give them funny stuff to do and they will go mad with it. They'll have so much fun with it. Like, let them riff, let them ad-lib. I don't know how much ad-libbing was going on. I don't know how much improv was going on. But Anyway, David Leach uh, agrees. He says, uh, well, David Leach says this. I won't say agrees uh, until I get to his quote. And afterwards, you can go on a longer journey if you have that empathy. They're never going to be redeemable and that's fine. He said uh, the moral of the tale doesn't allow them to be redeemable, but you can get uh, you can go on a longer journey and have more fun with the ups and downs and get some of the feels that you would never have if you were completely detached from these characters. So what he's talking about there, I should have said up better, is that, you know, he feels that he's given these characters uh, a reason to empathize with them. They're not just people that you don't care if they die, you know, even though they're bad guys. You empathise. That's exactly what Joe Carnahan said. Not word for word, but the, the gist of it was like, no one's just doing it for the sake of it. They all have a moment where they're human. Right. That's so interesting. Yeah. That's why, why, why we paired them. That's so true. Uh, so for me, I just think with the Starlight Brad Pitt as the lead, you know, we, the audience, are inclined to feel we should be most invested in his story. He's Brad Pitt. You've paid him $20 million. <laughs> Uh, yeah, his character, I'm going to say, it, is pretty insufferable. And worse than that, just go doesn't go on a journey that I, I, I recognise. He goes if he goes on some kind of journey. By the end, it's the slimmest of arcs. I don't know that he's any different at the end. No, I thought he was going to do a thing where he's like, "Fine, fuck it, I will be that person," and throws all this shit off and is a badass. Yes, exactly. Yes. Which would make sense if yeah. he goes. Do you know what? I've tried. I can't. I, I, and then he kicks the shit out of everyone. Yes. That's the arc. <laughs> yes. It's like, fuck, you know, because, you know, also we're, we're finding the mindfulness stuff irritating. Yeah. So what a fucking way to pull the rug. It's like, actually, now he's dropped the mindfulness stuff. Yeah. Everyone That's why he wasn't guy. very convincing at it, because yeah. it wasn't him. Exactly. Uh, whereas uh, none of that is the case. Uh, that should be the change. But there is, there's just no investment in him. All the emotion belongs to Lemon and Tangerine. And I, I'm going to say this. My change is... I'd rather Ladybug had died and Tangerine had lived. <laughs> Fact. I know, $20 million, you're keeping until the credits, but fucking <laughs> hell. Tangerine, I care more about. That is us done. It is now. You can do it. Thank you. It's time for the verdict. You want answers? I think I'm entitled. You want answers! I want the truth! So I think I'll just go first. Sure. I've keep moving. I keep changing my mind. After I, ah. I mean, it is worth noting, I guess, that one of these movies costs 17 million, smoking AC. Yeah. One of these costs 90 million dollars, which is 90? 90. 90. 90. 90 is <laughs> what Bullet Train costs, which is why I don't think it did the business that they expected because it needed to make so much. Yeah. All right. So, all right. Here we go. Magician as central character. Nope. But Brad Pitt as Ladybug. Also, nope. Uh, the accents are both uh, some of the accents are terrible the location in Bullet Train is done better than the hotel I think you spend a lot of time in a corridor in Smoking Aces uh, yeah. which is not fun yeah and um, then, you know, you're also not going we need to all get to the penthouse on the train it's like we all need to be on the train done so you've literally you've delivered on the promise of the premise yeah. whereas you know not getting to the penthouse in Smoking Aces it's a smart setup at the beginning where they're like and it stops for a minute at each station and that's it like you're like oh good I get that uh, they're both full of stars I like all of that uh, they don't ask too much of me the tonal shifts in Smoking Aces I cannot be doing with and the ending is preposterous but uh, there's not much uh, about Bullet Train that's God, that's so awesome about the end either. It's just quite unsatisfying. I mean, yeah, the fake stuff is fun. Okay, anyway, right, here we go. Uh, because Sandra Bullock is in the end of Bullet Train, I will choose Bullet Train. Okay, okay. That's Sorry. one for Bullet Train. Yeah. Uh, so, as I said, I, I genuinely... <laughs> 
I expected to love both these movies much more than I did. I really like, on paper, these are my kind of movies. Uh, as it stands, uh, neither uh, deliver what I want. Um, smoking Aces, I think it's just plain nasty at times, um, which isn't what I bought into. From You know, I know it's, you know, Joe Carnahan definitely didn't make the trailer. Someone else made the trailer and went, pump up the fun. And you watch the trailer and you go, fun. And then, the, it, like, Ryan Reynolds, he's in a different movie. Like you said on Monday, Manning! Manning! My first friend's dying! You're like, fucking hell. <laughs> hey, look, it's the Trevor Brothers. <laughs> wow. They've got chainsaws and red mist in a hotel. <laughs> Fucking like all over the shop, uh, bullet train. I mean, just the talent involved in this. I, I just can't believe it's not as good as it should be. It's yeah. like everyone in this movie knows what a good movie like what this. Everyone in this movie knows how this movie should look to be good. It's and and the, and the drop off between the talent, David Leach, Brad Pitt, you know, involved in this, Sandra Bullock, like everyone knows that what they're saying is not good enough yeah. and yet no one's going this needs to be better <laughs> like David Leach has made like Deadpool he knows Ryan Reynolds he knows what Ryan Reynolds does. he knows what's funny yeah. Brad Pitt fucking funny and yet no one's going do you think we should no just give it one more uh, go right, let's just do, do it on the, as it is on the bill okay. uh, madness so it's a really tough one, but um, because of Aaron Taylor Johnson, it's Tangerine, it's Bullet Train for me. Okay. Uh, he makes it for me. Yeah. Um, I'm a, like uh, his best performance. There's chuckles in Bullet Train. There's not a single chuckle in Smoking Aces. So Bullet Train is our winner. Wow. Chris also voted for Bullet Train. Yes. So it's a three for three on Bullet Train. That is our winner. Um, if you do think we got it wrong and you're completely entitled to do that, please vote when the poll goes up on our Twitter at ClashPod. And that is it. Yeah. Done. 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 Dunzo. <laughs> that was a stretch. <laughs> so. It was, wasn't it? Lesson, uh, do you know what lessons we learned? Tickled me. Lessons will be learned. You can't tickle Pacino. <laughs> go on, then. Uh, yeah, give, go us on. A, give us a clue. What's uh, what was the clue you gave for next week's parent? I gave. Here is a nam who would not take it anymore, mm. and you did. Uh, I uh, has it gone up on Twitter? This I don't is, know. Fuck it, one man army. <laughs> Great, uh, which means we're doing first blood and. Sorry, one man. Full stop. Army. Army. That's why I wouldn't let you do it because it works better written. Anyway. Rambo First Blood, aka First Blood, versus Rambo Part, part two. 2. Rambo 1 and 2. No, Rambo, t- Rambo colon First Blood Part 2. Rambo colon, yes, yes, yes. You know what we're doing. We're yeah. doing the original Rambo with the sequel. So it's going to be a fun show next week. Rambo First Blood versus Rambo First Blood Part 2. And that is us out. You have a lovely weekend. We'll be back on Monday talking First Blood. Until then, bye bye. Clash of the Titles is a stack production and part of the Acast Creator Network.